Hey there, listeners. I just want to start off this show by apologizing, which is a rarity for me if you know me, but I recorded this MLB show with the boys, and I forgot to record my audio. So this crisp, pristine voice you're getting right now is going to be Zoomified during the show. Now, Drew and Dangles are both going to be fresh and clear as a daisy. Our interview with Alan Austin, our lovely MLB correspondent, all of us sound great because we recorded that correctly, but when it comes to giving out the futures in the actual show and my story about a baseball glove, I'm coming through you from a Zoom session. So just bear with us for that part. I promise you the show is still great and our bets will still hit. And as always, thank you for listening. We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, impossible to know. Back up the Brinks truck. Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, and we are here to make you money. And today, boys, it's all about the national pastime. It's all about the oldest sport in the history of America. It's all about baseball. Baseball is starting. It takes seven months to conclude. So we're going to give you some futures here that you can sit on and just wait until the end of the year to cash in. It's always nice. I had a, I had a Dodgers to win the World Series bet last year, and it's always nice to have that click and give you some money to go into the NFL season in the middle of the playoffs. It's fantastic stuff. We are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and they're big into baseball. They're a Cleveland town. Schaefer the Sharps, a huge Cubs fan. Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio loves those Red Sox. And we have a guest coming on that is our new senior MLB correspondent. We are not a baseball show. We've never covered it before. So we had to get a senior MLB correspondent, and we tapped into one of the best minds out there. Mr. Alan Austin is coming on the show to give us an interview. I can't wait for it. Dangles, before we get there, though, how excited are you? Alex Cora is back. You're no longer managerless. You're no longer in the COVID era of Boston. You have a chance to play a full slate of schedule. Is Are, are the Red Sox rebuilding? Are we going to have a chance this year? What's going on in Boston? I think they are rebuilding a little bit, but uh, I do think they're going to be better than people give them credit for. And, and we'll get into this a little bit later on the show. But uh, yeah, I, I like the Red Sox chances this year. They have a revamped pitching staff. Sure, they lost Inter Benintendi over the the course of the offseason. Um, but you know they've still got some of those core guys, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, uh, who I know we're uh, going to hear a little bit about later on, and I think Alan's got some. Alan Austin, our our brand new uh, MLB correspondent, has some high hopes for him this year. But look, I'm just happy to be talking about baseball, a sport that I've been playing since I could walk, as opposed to football, which uh, we're normally discussing on this podcast, a sport that I've never actually played an organized snap of in my entire <laughs> life, but I pretend to know something about. So this is great because I have been playing baseball since since yeah since I could walk. It was the first sport I ever played. I played it in high school, and and so I'm excited to talk about a sport that I actually have played before. <laughs> Speaking about playing in our past, Drew, I have a question for you. I learned this very recently. The glove that I, I've only had one baseball glove in my entire life, my entire life, and I've loved that thing forever. And it was always a weird glove because it was kind of misshaped. It was kind of miscolored and it was big. It was an oversized glove. And I always stood out when having this glove and I was a great fielder. Couldn't do much else, but I was a damn good fielder. Had that glove since I was like 12. 
grew up with it, brought it out to L.A. with me, would play catch with it once in a while. But then it just kind of kept collecting dust. A friend of mine, uh, a girlfriend of mine, asked to borrow it for her uh, intramural softball league. Right. This was years ago. She asked to borrow it for her intramural softball league. Uh, years later, years go by. I don't really talk to her anymore, but I would text her once more like, hey, you still have my glove? You know, eventually I need to get that back. Recently, during the pandemic, when we all reached that point where we reached out to all of our exes out there to see what was going on in their lives, I asked again about this glove. And lo and behold, this glove is now lost to the ether. It's gone in the world, up in the dust. Have I, how bad did I do? Like, I've lost my childhood glove. Like, should I even? It's a deal breaker. It's an absolute deal breaker. Um, if you were, you know, uh, you know, planning on marrying this girl or introducing her <laughs> to your mother, yeah, that's don't, what I want to know. Like, what? that is a, 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 that's a piss poor, you know, that's a piss poor, uh, she abused you, Tony. She abused your prized possession of your childhood glove. As, have you seen Goodwill Hunting? You know, when Casey Affleck, he does his little private time with his glove. I mean, a glove is a sacred thing for a man. So I think you should just kick her to the curb. Sorry. She must have been really, really special for you to give her your childhood glove. I mean, look, I had a, I had a glove like my childhood, childhood glove. But unfortunately, it, it, it broke and I, need, I needed to get a new one. I've had one since high school that I still have now, the one I played short with in high school. And I love that glove the way that I'm sure you loved uh, the glove that you gave this apparently very important girl, Tony, who is now disposed of your childhood possession, an item that was very important, clearly very important to you. So 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 I very just important. kind of I, I'm left here wondering who was this girl to you and and how was she so important that you gave her an item of such significance from your childhood? Here's the thing. The item at that time was of no significance to me. I did not know. It's this. It's that old saying, you don't know what you have till it's gone. I didn't know how much this would hurt, losing this glove forever. When it wasn't in my possession, it was like, at least I know where it is. I will eventually get that glove back. Now that I know it's out in the ether somewhere, it really hurts me. I've had this glove since Little League, and now it's in some Uber car off into the wilderness you know what's funny though i actually gave one of my friends in high school a glove an extra one an outfield glove and 15 years later we're playing softball together and would you know he has the same glove i gave him in high school and i was like dude that's wild gloves mean something man they mean more so tony do just make note of that i mean i feel like i know a lot of people who still have their childhood glove my wife still has her childhood softball glove that she played with in high school you know i i feel like i know i know a lot of people who grew up playing baseball who still have my dad for the longest time had when we were growing up had a glove that he'd had since he was in high school like that was not making me feel any better no but i'm just i well look you gave it to some random girl you should feel bad Let's move on to our senior MLB correspondent. Please come in and save this show. Alan Austin's coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. And on today's show, as we said, a very, very special guest. The only man in the history of the West Coast Gamblers to take down each one of the gamblers in the NFL Pick'em Challenge. R.I.P. That Pick'em Challenge, by the way. We don't know if it's coming back or not. But today we're not talking about the uh, NFL. We're talking about the MLB. And this man is an MLB historian. It is his favorite thing to dive into. He is a huge nerd when it comes to the MLB. And for as much as I hate baseball, this man loves 
Baseball. He is the host of the YouTube sensation, The Alan Austin Show. He is also the co-host with yours truly of Mark the Words, a show for wrestling nerds, and as well as a host for An American Scene, uh, a podcast about movies with an American sizzle. But now he's here for the American pastime, the thing he loves the most. It's time to talk about the MLB. So welcome back to the show, our senior MLB correspondent, Mr. Alan Austin. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thank you for having me, fellas. Yes, I am still undefeated with a tie in the Pick'em's Challenge. So if it does end, I will be one of the last champs. And it's quite an honor. But it's time for baseball. And guys, you know, I have a question. What does the voice at the other end of the line in the ring say after you watch the video i i actually permanently deleted that footage out of my head because i was so <laughs> scared I, I i haven't seen it in years jesus fellas so you watch the ring you watch the videotape the girl comes out of the well and she calls you on the phone and she says one week <laughs> and fellas as oh. of this recording we are one week away from the mlb season so you botched my attempt at a clever intro because you all have just, you know, not watched modern horror greatness. We've become old. We've I'm... become our parents. Yeah, we have become our parents. We're talking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but, Alan, we're trying to break into the, to the new season because we are the show that makes you money. And you are here to guide us and guide the listeners on how we're going to make money on this season. The L.A. Dodgers are the defending champions. They come in as the favorites to win the World Series. There's a million games that are going to be played, a million ways you can make your money, but you have some ideas on where we can go at the start of the season, futures-wise, in the beginning of the year, who's going to win divisions, any inklings you have, any way you can lead us on how we can make money on the MLB season. First off, are you excited about your team? The Detroit Tigers are your team. They're a perennial piece-of-shit team. The Detroit what? Tigers. Oh, Tigers. You said Toggers. I never heard of the Toggers before. <laughs> Listen, if we're going to start making fun of my speech impediments, it's going to be a long podcast and a long interview. But the Detroit Tigers, how are your feelings about your team? Well, what did you call them? Sh- shitty? Is that the word you used? I think that's the first time I've ever swore on a podcast appearance. Because when you when you just bash the Tigers, it brings that level of ferocity out of me. I'll tell you what. There's a bet you can place on the Tigers this year that will make you money. And Ooh. that is that they will finish over 67 and a half wins. And there's okay. a lot to back this up. There's a lot to back this up. They're in a terrible division where the wins will be split. And if some of these prospects they have, these young pitchers, the Tarek Scoobles, the Casey Mises, if they come up and they actually show a little bit more than they showed in 2020, there's some wins there that other teams aren't going to compete with. So... It's a long season. We're going to go the one, a full 162, and I think they'll be able to win 68 of those games without a doubt. So that's minus 110. It's not a, you know, it's not huge odds, but I do want to bank on that. Okay. Alan, I really like that. I was actually looking at that earlier, and I have it actually at 68.5, but with plus money. So I know it can come down to one game. I want to transition from a team like in a rebuild, like your Detroit Tigers, the hometown team of my choice, actually. But let's go to let's talk the defending national the defending World Series champs in Dangles and Tony's backyard. Now their season win total. Everyone knows the Dodgers; they're all world. They get Trevor Bauer. They look like an All American team. But we all see this year, year in year out, the Super Bowl hangover, the World Series hangover. Their win total is a hundred and two and a half, and you can bet the under at plus money. 
Am I crazy? I'm the sharp on this show. Am I crazy to want to jump on that under knowing that the Dodgers could win 102 games and I could still cash that bet? That, that cash that bet. I honestly think they're going to win more than that. Wow. I think they are still the class of MLB. I think they do have one of the toughest competitors in the National League in their division, but they're also in a division with the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Giants. There are a lot of wins to be had. The National League is very top-heavy as a league, and the Dodgers have to play all these teams. They load it up. I mean, David Price may be coming out of the bullpen to start the season. That's they crazy. are just They are just stacked from top to bottom. I really think they're going to win about 110, 115 myself. That's insane. Are they, a threat? Are they a threat for the 96 Yankees record, do you think? They could be. They could be. I mean, look, COVID being where, you know, the new year where all the protocols are in place, a lot of pitchers did not throw their usual amount of innings last year. So there's going to be a ton of pitchers across the league who are going to be on pitch counts, who are going to be watched heavily. The Dodgers, I don't think, necessarily fall into that. Their pitchers are veterans. They're good to go. They're established big league arms. I just think they're built differently. I think they are ready to go. And I don't know what you have. I I asked Tony where I should go, which site to use. He told me FanDuel. I have completely different odds than you, but I have them right now winning the World Series at plus 350. Yeah, that's what I got. That's a nice bet, but the playoffs are much different animals. So I'm much more confident with the win total bet than I would be the full-on World Series victory. Very good. Alan, I'm curious. Uh, I want to ask you about a couple of things, uh, both in the Eastern divisions of both uh, uh, leagues. Let's start with the National League East and the Atlanta Braves. This is a stacked team this year. I really like Atlanta. Uh, I, I, I was born in Georgia, uh, so I always sort of root for Atlanta, especially growing up uh, when they were great with you know all those awesome players. I remember what you know Walt Weiss and, and Mark Lemke and, and Fred McGriff and Brian Jordan and, and, and Javi uh, 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 oh my God! Uh, uh, is it Javi Perez? Javi Lopez. Javi Lopez. I'm sorry. The list goes on and on and on. Javi Perez. Javi Lopez. I love that you named all the like the, the chipper. Chipper, of slash. course. No, there but I go. know all, all of these guys. Chipper, of course. Love I that mean, Keith you know Lockhart. I mean? He like, could really yeah, switch yeah, hits. Yeah, all of these guys. And of course, you know Maddox, Glavin, and uh, Smoltzy. Anyway, the Braves look great. I love how they're shaping up. How do you feel about them? They're plus one thousand for the World Series title this year, Alan. Do you think that's a crazy thing to maybe lay some money down on early season as a future? All the players you named have been retired for fifty years. The, <laughs> okay, the let's mod- talk about current players then. Marcelo Zuna, Travis Darno, like. Uh, um, uh, fucking, they've got Charlie Morton in their pitching rotation. Ian Anderson, like, okay, the, we can talk about current players. They've got great, uh, great guys in you this make, lineup. You make a solid point. You make a solid point. And the Bra- first of all, NL East, I think, is a two-team race. It's the Mets and the Braves. And the Mets have historically, the last couple of years since 2015, not been able to put it together. However, being that I'm on the East Coast. There is a renowned sense of urgency with Lindor possibly not re-signing. It really is going to be a two-team two-team race, and I'm leaning towards the boys in Queens over the Braves right now. And here's my rationale. The Braves have a bunch of unproven starters after Charlie Morton. Mike Soroka is injured. We don't really know what he's going to be like when he comes back. I'm sure he'll be fine, but that's two pitchers. Ian Anderson still qualifies for rookie status. There's a lot of uncertainty. Max Fried had a really good year. There's a lot of people down on his peripherals. Like there's a, there's a couple things there that that leave some big question marks. And you know the Mets kind of have a little bit better you know thing going on right now. So I I 
don't think you're necessarily crazy, but I wouldn't bet the farm on the Atlanta Braves. Even though you were born in Georgia, I hope you don't take that as a personal insult. By the way, never knew you were born in Georgia till right this moment. I was. I was born in, in Athens, where the University of Georgia was, uh, is, is located. My mom was uh, doing her doctorate there at the time. Based on how much you I'm... love the Braves, I'm shocked you weren't named after Mark Wollers. <laughs> no, I was, it was not. He was a fireballer, though. I remember he was like one of the first guys who I was like, oh, my God, he can throw the ball 100 miles an hour. Like, that's crazy. I had you know, not a lot of guys, you know, there weren't a lot of guys besides like Randy Johnson back then who could, who could really re- reach that, especially out of the bullpen. Dangles, are there any more Atlanta Braves stats from the 90s you want to break out, or can we keep going with the No, interview? but I'm more curious about the team I do root for, which is the Boston Red Sox, and really more the division that they're in. The Tampa Bay Rays are plus 350 to win the division this year. They're obviously the defending American League champions, um, and then you've got the Yankees, of course, who are the division favorites. How do you feel that might shake out? Okay, that's very interesting, because I have a couple things about the AL East I want to point out here. One is... The Yankees, to me, are the biggest red herring in baseball right now. Do not fall. That makes me feel great. Do not fall for what is the New York Yankees until they prove you wrong, if that makes any sense. I love to hear you say that, Alan. I love to hear you say that. I mean, I have on a couple of bets here, I have what to avoid, and that is avoid betting that either Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton will lead the American League in home runs. They cannot stay on the field. And that's one of the reasons I think they're a red herring. Now, look, the Yankees are a playoff team, no doubt about it. If you're betting that they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs. Garrett Cole is that good. Corey Kluber seems to have refound the fountain of youth in spring training. Jamison Tyne, notice the trend here. A lot of players that often fight injuries outside of Cole. So I would say you could bet on them making the playoffs. But I do love Tampa. If the pre-2020 New England Patriots were a baseball team, they would be one of two teams. They would either be the Dodgers or they would be the Tampa Bay Rays. Just consistently making magic out of smoke and mirrors, right? They're like, minus Blake Snell this year, obviously. That's a big loss from their pitching rotation. Sure, but Blake Snell didn't have a ton to do with their success last year till very late. The Rays just win. Kevin Cash is the best manager in baseball. That's there is that's all there is to it. Former Red Tampa Sox Bay, Kevin Cash. Tampa Bay is just always firing on all cylinders. They plug in place with players. They know how to maximize what they've got. Unfortunately, they fell short in the World Series, but FanDuel has them at plus 2,500 to win the World Series. I might take a flyer on that. They're so well-rounded. They don't rely on a single thing to get them through. They rely on a little bit of everything. What's the uh, expression? Jack of all trades, master of none. In baseball, you can get away with being jacks of all trades because it can build, 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 and then you've won. They they almost won last year. Uh, it, it's uh, it's here, but there is a Boston Red Sox. I think is a sleeper for the most valuable player this year, and at plus four thousand, I would take a small bet on Xander Bogarts winning the MVP. Okay, I th- I think this is finally the year where he just completely un unloads and figures it all out. I think he's going to have over 30 home runs. I think he's going to have about 100 RBIs. I think the average is going to be over 300. I think he's going to mix in some steals. He's going to score a ton of runs. He's just going to become Mr. Red Sox. This is the year where Xander Bogarts becomes synonymous with the Boston Red Sox. Now, Mike Trout's always the safe pet, but you know his odds aren't what they should be when you're betting for an MVP. I see him at plus 220 on this site. No sense in betting that. No yeah. sense. Don't don't even waste your time. I know it's good. It's still in the plus, but what what fun is that to bet Mike Trout? It's it's 
boring. So if it's you want no to take fun. a, yeah. it's it's no fun. If you want to take a take a risk, I say look at Mr. Bogarts up in Beantown. Alan, I want to stick with the Red Sox real quick, real quick, because unlike Dangles, I'll I'll tell you a more uh, uh, a, a story, maybe half decade ago, not not through childhood. You were born to, in to, Boston. No, I was not born in Boston. I was not born in Boston, but I grew up a diehard, uh, to this day, Chicago Cub fan. Grew up at Wrigley Field. Uh, Love the Cubs. Uh, two of my best future bets in my life, 2015, 2016, back-to-back. Bet the Cubs win total. They skyrocket over the win total. Obviously, we all know what happens in 2016. Cubs have fallen on tough times. Theo leaves. Obviously, they traded uh, Hugh Darvish for uh, Chicago Deep Dish and the Cannoli, it seems. Um, however... I am looking at their win total at 78 and a half and even more pertinent, uh, a matchup against the Boston Red Sox to get more wins than the Boston Red Sox. And I'm looking at the Cubs lineup. You can't really count uh, Chris Bryant or Javi Javi Lopez, Javi Baez, (laughs) Javi Baez year last year because of COVID. They have Ian, they have, they have KB, Javi, Rizzo, Ian Happ, Willie Contreras. I mean, is it is it realistic at plus money that the Cubs could win more games than the Red Sox in a win matchup? So it's just there's no specific numbers. It's just who will win more games, correct? Correct. It's just a matchup: Cubs versus Red Sox. If if I were going to make this bet, I would bet that the Cubs would have more wins than the Red Sox. Ooh, I like it. Okay, I like it, Alan. I like I'm it. not as in, enamored with the Cubs lineup as you uh, make it seem. We've seen consistent downward spirals Absolutely. out of Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. Javi Baez is good, but he's not the bat. You know, he's never going to anchor your team offensively. Jock Peterson has been a platooning outfielder to this point, and he's expected to start and lead the way. He's a diet Kyle Schwarber. He, he, he strikes out a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and your rotation's a mess. So That's I'm looking true. at Boston, however, and equally just – Disaster, And these are two storied franchises. But, I mean, Boston's best pitcher is going to be out most of the year. And Eduardo Rodriguez had a really rough COVID experience, and he's their ace. The lineup for Boston is relatively unproven. I mean, there's a lot of hope for Alex Verdugo and, you know, Bobby Dahlbeck, some of these young guys. But J.D. Martinez looked lost at the plate. So you're really hoping that he returns to form. I did speak sing the praises of Xander Bogarts, and I love Rafael Devers. I just think out of these two teams, the Cubs are maybe a little bit better than the Boston Red Sox right now. I love it, Alan. I love it. They're plus, yeah, they're plus money to get more wins than the Red Sox in a head-to-head matchup. That's awesome. Also, also, the Cubs have what will be an easier division schedule. Absolutely. We Real quick, before we jump off the AL East with the Bostons and the Yankees, I will say that you should bet the plus money that the Toronto Blue Jays will not win 86 games, that they will come in under the under. They're already lost everybody in their bullpen. I mean, Matt, they're going to soon be looking at the 95 Atlanta Braves roster to get people to join their bullpen. (laughs) And as much as you'd like to think it, that will not make them unstoppable. So you've lost George Springer already for a little while. TBD, how long? You know, it's... And don't forget... Vlad Guerrero has yet to prove himself at the big league level. I would know. I have him on my fantasy team. I've put a lot of stock into him. And so far these two years, bubkis to show for it. So (laughs) 
there is a lot riding on a couple unproven guys in Toronto, and they also have zero rotation and now zero bullpen. I say you bet the under on the Blue Jays, who are going to go up against a lot of tough teams this year. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. Speaking of season unders, uh, I saw uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who also look to be a tire fire this year at 58 and a half. I was thinking that might be not a terrible under to take. What do you think about that? That's always such a low under. I think it's such like a tease. Like you're going to, if you're going to bite the worm off that line, you better make sure you don't get hooked because 58 is shockingly low. And yes, they are projected to be the worst team in baseball. I just always hate betting that low. Yeah. Like I think there's a certain negative karma that comes with that kind of bet uh, that I try to stay away from. So you talked about Xander Bogarts in a plus 4,000 to win the MVP. And then you talked about how he could become Mr. Red Sox. And then that means to me, when you say that, that means in two years, he'll be playing for a different team because my Boston Red Sox penny pinch and don't want to pay the man. My man Mookie bets. The reason I bet the Dodgers to win the World Series, the reason why I am an L.A. Dodgers fan now instead of a Boston Red Sox fan, he is the favorite to win the MVP. Now, I gave you the task to bring us some MVP bets that you would consider making. Is Mookie Betts one of them, or are you staying away from the favorite? I'm staying away because I think that Dodger lineup will have a lot of success to go around. You know, he's going to be complimentary to a bunch of great players. Like, I, I almost would say that Corey Seager would be a more beneficial chance to take in that Dodgers MVP race. And I actually would not bet Mookie Betts as the NL MVP. If we're looking at NL MVP, where I'm going is Juan Soto at plus 700 from where I got. The guy's just a monster. He's going to be the linchpin of that Washington Nationals team for a long time, and he's super young. But a sleeper MVP pick at plus 5,000, Jacob deGrom. Wow. Because I think without a shadow of a doubt, he will be the NL Cy Young Award winner. And I think he will sneak into that MVP race and possibly steal it. And he'd have the story behind him. Alan, if you think he's a can't-miss Cy Young winner, do you suggest sprinkling something just to win the Cy Young? Forget the MVP. What about sprinkling something on the win the Cy Young at plus 425? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the safest bet in all the bets that Jacob deGrom will be the Cy Young Award winner. Now, knock on wood, he doesn't get injured, but yeah, he's, sure. the, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I, 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 I get that a lot of people really like who I think is going to win the AL Cy Young, Shane Bieber. But I do think that Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in baseball, bar none. Alan, what's your opinion on Otani? He's had a great spring, personally, when he came into the league uh, last year. I, I'm fascinated with the dude. The dude can hit bombs and throws 100 miles per hour, playing with Mike Trout, playing, playing for Joe Madden. Um, I'm rooting for the guy personally. Now, his MVP's odds are 2,200. And I've always said, if this guy can actually win double-digit games as a pitcher and hit 30 home runs, he has to win the MVP. He just has to. What's you your would- opinion of him? Can he stay healthy? What do you think? You would think so. Uh, I would stay away from it right now. That's a that's a lot to ask. I mean, offensively, he does not bat the days he pitches, unless, of course, they're going to play in the NL this year at all. And he doesn't bat the day before or after. So I really think he's limited to a few days a week offensively. And then you got to combine the likelihood that he has a good to great season with that of a dominant pitching season for this to shake out. I don't love it. All right, Alan, before we let you go, the MLB right around the corner. You've given us a lot of insight. You've given us a lot of looks, and we're going to be giving our futures in the next segment. But have you given us your best bet already, or do you have one uh, you've, you've, you've held in the utility belt that you want to give us before you go? Well, my best bet is I'm going to stick with the Tigers and say that they're going to win <laughs> over 67 and a half games. I know Drew has it a little higher, but actually, because the money's not great on that, I'd say 
DeGrom at 350 for the NL Cy Young is probably the best bet. Gotcha. Well, I thank you for your time, Alan Austin. You're excited. Go have yourself a Dodger dog or whatever they call it in New York. Enjoy yourself. The the pretty weather's coming. National pastime's coming back. Play ball. Dub C to the G. West Coast Gamblers. Alan Austin, our senior MLB correspondent. What an interview that was. That guy, he's got some knowledge when it comes to baseball. I like to make fun of him. I like to poke fun. He's beaten us at our own game when it comes to the NFL Pick'em Challenge, and now he's dropping knowledge on us in the MLB world. I know one thing. I had, we're going to give out our futures now. We're going to give out our bets for our listeners to take to make you money. I've, I've tasked everyone here to give me two AL and two NL futures that can be anything out in the universe. But one of mine that I was looking at was Mr. Blake Snell to win that NL Cy Young, and it's now off the board for me because of what Alan Austin gave us. Sometimes you're not the smartest man in the room, especially when it comes to a sport you don't necessarily cover yourself. So you got to listen to the experts. Alan Austin is definitely an expert, and I'm happy he gave us that information. But I know Dangles and Drew, you guys like baseball a hell of a lot more than I do. So I know you guys have a lot of bets you want to give out uh, other than the two that we uh, are tying ourselves to. So do you have any honorable mentions before we go down this minefield of MLB futures? I didn't really get too much into the individual awards, uh, Tony Squares and Dangles. As you know, baseball is a marathon, 162-game season. Pretty tough to pre-flop pick a uh, winner of a certain award. But I did have to tail after our dear friend Alan came on on the program. Um, I mean, if listen, if he likes DeGrom as a long shot for MVP, why not sprinkle something on him for NL Cy Young? So I did sprinkle something on Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom winning the NL Cy Young at plus 425. And listen, Fernando Tatis Jr., probably one of the most electric stars in the game. Big contract, first year uh, secure in San Diego. His RBI is 101 and a half. Play the over on that. I think he's going to have a big year. So give me Tatis Jr., 101.5 RBIs. I'll take the over. I like that because that might uh, lead to my favorite bet that I have for the NL. Dangles, you got any honorable mentions before we go down our uh, NL and AL futures? Sure. Let's talk about some, uh, you know, you, you mentioned season long and player props. Um, I, I, you know, look, we're here in Los Angeles, a uh, big night for, for Los Angeles colleges, whether you're a Bruin or a Trojan, let's, let's talk about the angels here for a second. I think they're going to be a better team than a lot of people assume, but let's talk about Shohei Otani. If he stays healthy and is as good as he has been over the spring, I think there's a serious chance that he he could contend for an AL MVP award. Being a two-way player, bringing that kind of unique sort of resume to the AL MVP race that you wouldn't maybe otherwise see. He's 20 to 1. I don't hate that for Oshohei Otani. Assuming he stays healthy, he doesn't seem to have any issues out coming back from his uh, his Tommy John surgery, his elbow surgery. I really like 20 to one odds. I'm going to put that down on him and sprinkle a little bit there for him to win the American league MVP. I don't think it's, it's realistically probably not going to happen, but look again, I think just think he brings an interesting, you know, sort of resume to the, to the game. If he's able to stay healthy and stay on top of that. And then I also like, and this is a total dart throw, but I, I just, who knows? I'm seeing Bryce Harper in a lot of places as a, one of the favorites to lead the national league in home runs. Um, but instead of taking him just outright, I wanted to uh, go a little bit, get a, give myself a little bit more of an edge and take a head-to-head bet here. So I've got a head-to-head home run bet between Bryce Harper and Cody Bellinger, plus 105 that Bryce Harper hits more home runs this year than Cody Bellinger of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, okay. You like Bryce Harper, another name that uh, makes his way into my bets later on. There's, I don't have many honorable mentions, but I do want to say I'm very happy to see Alex Cora come back 
as a manager of the Boston Red Sox. I don't think he's going to be manager of the year or anything. He is plus 1,200 to win that. But I do like that he's back. He does make a hell of a difference. And we're allowed to steal signs again. That always makes a difference. And uh, Aaron Judge. I mean, you guys know I hate the Yankees. You guys know Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. I, you know, I think they're flashes in the pan. I think they're ready to get injured, as Alan Austin gave us. And Cousin Sal loves to do these player props when it comes to the NFL, the NBA, whatever. And he always tries to warn the listeners that Vegas wants you to take the overs in these individual lines. Vegas wants you to say this player will have over the amount of home runs or over the amount of hits, over the amount of strikeouts, when really the unders hit almost 70% of the time, whether it be because they don't hit the marker or they don't play enough games or they get injured or they get traded, whatever. So my honorable mention that didn't make the cut because I didn't want to be a full-out Yankee hater was Aaron Judge under. 34 and a half home runs at plus 100. The guy's only completed a major league season once. And so to hit that under, you're just expecting what has always happened to him, that he gets a muscle strain, he's out for two weeks, and eventually it catches up to him. So under 34 and a half homers for Aaron Judge at plus 100. I don't hate that, but didn't make my list. But if we're done with honorable mentions, let's go to the NL, because I know that's Drew's league, his Chicago Cubs. So Drew, I tasked you giving me two futures for the NL. Let's start with you, my guy. What are your two futures? Guys, I'm going to lead off, uh, you know, in the Major League Baseball season, you can often find value in a really bad team in a very good division. So my best bet of the entire MLB future slate, I'm going out west to the Rocky Mountains of Denver. We're going to play the Colorado Rockies under 63 and a half wins. Now, I did a little local researching. That's a low number. Brother, they're, they're bound to lose 100 games. And... This number does not reflect that. Did you know there's local outcries for Rocky fans trying to mutiny going to games because they are so frustrated yeah. with selling Ornato to the Cardinals for nothing? Yeah. Clearly, they're clearly not a competitive franchise. I think this season can get ugly and out of hand. And when you look at the division they're in, the Dodgers with a win total of 103.5, the Padres with a win total of, you know, in, in the low 90s. The Giants, who I think are going to be better than a lot of people think. Yeah. I think the Rockies get eaten up in this division, and they are destined to be a triple-digit loss. And Tony Squares, you introduced me to this concept, and i got to find a prop for this. I want to sprinkle something on the Rockies to have the worst record in baseball. Ooh. I really think they could be that bad. But saying that, 63 and a half. I'm thinking they're going to lose 100 games. It's my best bet of the National League. Let's play the Rockies under 63 and a half. I love that. I love that one. It's always good to bet on bad teams. It really, it's just so much fun. fun to bet on bad teams. It's, it's, it's the best, especially if like the mutiny is real. The Rockies fans hate their owner, hate their franchise. The fan, the, the fan base, like they literally are sending a boycott season tickets to ownership. I mean, they're very frustrated as they should be. I mean, this is, this is a dumpster fire of an organization right now. They're clearly not being competitive and people are pissed. And I think they're not going to get any support. You can get some dissension in the locker room. This could be a long year for the Rockies. I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to lose 100 games. They might have the worst record in baseball. I love Woo. this bet. Damn. Dangles, you got uh, one of your NL futures? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the St. Louis Cardinals uh, in the in the National League Central for a minute here. Uh, this is their division to lose, I think, honestly. The, the Brewers are like an injury away from being a team that's just barely over 500. Um, I, I don't. I, the Cubs won the division last year. 
Uh, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to compete on a pitching level with the St. Louis Cardinals, who always have a good bullpen, always have a good rotation. Obviously, the addition of Nolan Arenado is a huge, huge addition to a, a lineup that's already strong. I've got them at plus 105 to win the National League Central, and I really like them. I really like them for that. I, I do think this is their division to lose. Okay, I like it. We got a bad team. We got a good team. Let me give you a good player. Drew already mentioned him, Fernando Tatis Jr. I love this guy. He has the swag of a million players. Uh, he's there are not many characters in MLB right now. There are not there are a lot of players that are more like Mike Trout than they are Fernando Tatis Jr. And the MLB needs guys like this. They need people to be able to sell, you know, the Nike shoes and all the sponsorships and can get on TV and get on Sports Center and be a, a dynamic star. And this kid Tatis Jr. can be it. I love that he is low on the odds for most home runs in the league and most RBIs in the league. And you don't have to bet a lot on these. It's plus 3,000 for most home runs. It's plus 2,500 for most RBIs. I'm going to sprinkle one, uh, uh, probably a half unit, quarter unit on both of those. That's one of my bets. I love Tatis. As Drew said, he signed that big money contract, a lot of weight on his shoulders. The Padres are expected to do big things. And I think this kid is going to, to, you know, no pun intended, step up to the plate and knock it out of the park. Most home runs and most RBIs, Tatis Jr. Drew, you got another NL future for me? Yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned uh, in Alan's interview, and I looked at this more and more, um, you know, I am a a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. If the listeners don't know, you boys both know. I love the Cubs. Now, I'm not ignorant enough to think that uh, it's all rainbows and butterflies over there in the Windy City nowadays after Theo's left. It's definitely kind of a, a, a different transition slash uh, rebuild year. However, this team does have talent. The thing that scares me about this team is the fact that Ricketts, the ownership group, has been basically open saying they might be willing to be sellers yeah. at the trade deadline with a KB, with a Willie Contreras. That scares me. However, I think, as Daniels has mentioned, the NL Central – the Cardinals is obviously a safe bet, but I think the NL Central, there's no team out there I think is going to extend into the race come July. Therefore, I think Chris Bryant and Willie Contreras mm. will be with the Cubs post-deadline, and I really, really like this matchup bet. Straight up, Cubs even money to win more games than the mm. Boston Red Sox. I really think the Cubs can take advantage of a, of a subpar division here where I think a lot of teams are going to beat up on each other, sure, like, but I think the Cubs can can land in that in that 80s spot. And you look at the Red Sox division; they have to deal with the Yankees, they have to deal with the Rays, they have to deal with the Blue Jays. I really think this is a good bet. So I'm taking the Cubs to win more games than the Red Sox at even money, straight up. Chicago Cubs, go Cubs, go. What say you, Mister D'Angelo Antonio? What's your NL second future? Well, I talked a little bit about this, uh, and I, I and I brought it up with Alan Austin in our interview just a few minutes ago. Uh, but I really like the Atlanta Braves in the National League East this year. I think they're. I think they're. <laughs> we definitely heard. I, I I know I know you heard, uh, and I, I I you know I I'm sure you heard my encyclopedic knowledge of mid '90s Braves uh, players through the lineups. Uh, but the, this team is very good. Um, being able to keep Marcelo Zuna in free agency was huge. Um, getting Mike Soroka back is huge. Um, Please stop adding naming Charlie, Atlanta Braves players. Adding well, no, but adding Charlie Morton from the Rays is a big deal. What I'm saying is they've gotten a 
lot of players in the offseason that are going to help them to a National League East title, I think. But the bet is on the over for season mm-hmm. wins, 91 and a half at plus 105. Again, I think this is another division. While it's one of the best divisions in baseball, I think the Marlins are going to be better than people think. And obviously the Mets have an excellent pitching staff that's going to make them contenders as well. I think at the end of the day, the Braves still have the most raw talent in this division, and it's theirs to lose. I think they easily win over 91 and a half games. Yeah, they win 92 at plus 105. Okay, and uh, Dangles mentioned this guy, Bryce Harper, earlier. This is my last NL future. And again, I'm going with the cousin Sal player prop under. Dangles said he likes Bryce Harper. His honorable mention was to get an over home run count. I'm taking the under home run count on Bryce Harper, under 34 and a half home runs at minus 112. He has never hit this mark. He has never hit this mark in full seasons before. He's The closest he's come is 33. I just don't like Bryce Harper. I don't mind rooting against him all year. He just kind of has a punchable face. He's kind of got a cocky attitude. Oh, I'm, no argument here. Let's make it a beer bet. Okay. Let's make it a beer bet since we've got since we've got uh, since we've got bets on or since we both brought up uh, Bryce Harper's home run total. Let's make it a beer bet. Thirty four and a half home runs. I'm taking the under. Dangle just taking the over. Bryce Harper owes one of us a beer at the end of the year. I like it. Let's move on to the AL. Drew, what do you got for your first AL future, my guy? You know something about the Los Angeles Angels intrigue me because of the Otani factor and because of the fact of my dear friend, Joe Madden, who led us to prominence as Chicago Cubs. It is his second year. Now, I saw Joe's magic his second year of the Cubs. He led us to the World Series title, which was the mountaintop of any fan experience, of any fan organization of all time. That's undisputed. Thank you. (laughs) But Joe Madden in his second year with the Angels. Listen, he has the best player in baseball. He has this Otani character who, by all stretch, in in spring training, is an absolute monster and he's so intriguing to me and i'm looking at this angels win total 83 and a half this isn't asking him to make the playoffs it's not asking him to win a division of course they have the astros and the a's in that division i really like this over here i think the angels are going to compete come uh september they're going to be in the race at least for a wild card down the stretch and i like him to win about between 85 and 88 games so if i'm getting 83 and a half i'm going to take the la angels over 83 and a half. And also, I want to tail, I want to be on record and tail our friend Allen's bet of the Tigers. By this, by this metric, AJ Hinch, in the history of baseball, has there ever been a manager that's been more, has more to yeah. prove than AJ Hinch? Literally. And the Tigers have been stockpiling farm, farm talent for many, many years. This is a proud fan base. Living in Michigan, I know, unfortunately, the Tigers and the Lions have a lot of mutual fans. It is a proud, fan base. Let me tell you, when the Tigers were of prominence in the Miggy in, in the in the Miggy Cabrera days, people loved this team. They loved Verlander. They loved Jim Leland. They loved everything about the Tigers. I think this the I can really sense a, a sense of excitement in this fan base for the first time in a while. They're a year away. However, if I'm looking at this over sixty eight and a half, I think this team can get seventy wins. So I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna piggyback off Allen. I'm gonna go Tigers over sixty eight and a half wins as well. Wow. Love for the Tigers and love for the Angels. Two decrepit franchises. Dangles what do you have for your AL futures, my guy? All right, uh, let's start uh, again in the Central Division here. This time I'm going back to uh, a guy that led us to prominence, Terry Francona, a.k.a. Tito, <laughs> and the Cleveland Indians. Since the Cleveland Indians hired Terry in 2013, they have the most wins in the American League, yep. six more than the New York Yankees, and they've won 
52% of their games in every season except for 2015 when they went 81 and 81, a clean 500. I'm taking them to win 82 games this season. Over 81 and a half is the bet at minus 112 for Cleveland this year. I think that's, that's a, a low lot. number. That's, a, that's, that's, I know, I know. That's a really low number. When I saw that, I was like, and I saw that stat too, I was like, that's all they have to do? Even losing Francisco Lindor, sure. They've still got, you know, they've they've still got a very good pitching staff and a formidable lineup. I think 81.5 is a very low number to look at for the Cleveland Indians, a team that has a history of being competitive and successful. So I got in at minus 112 for over 81.5 wins for the Cleveland Indians this year. Uh, what's your second one, Dangles? Bet number two. I'm going to the AL East, but not to the Red Sox. I did, I did, I didn't bring it up. I do have on my sheet here Red Sox over 80 and a half wins at minus 106. I do, I do plan to sprinkle a little bit on that because I think that the pitching is going to be better expect, better than expected for the Red Sox this year. Uh, but I'm going to last year's AL. Uh, pennant winners, the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a team that I don't care. They, they have one of the worst stadiums in baseball. I don't know if you've ever if you've ever watched a game at the Trop, you know how awful it is to watch a game there. I've seen two. Uh, and then not to bring up another past dating life of Tony Cavallo, but I dated a girl once that her father had uh, season tickets to Tropicana Field and they would fly down and go to the games. I don't know why they would ever do that to fly from Massachusetts to Tropicana to attend games there. But Hey, there are people out there that do it dangles. Yeah, no, there are. That's uh, as far as like baseball stadiums. At least you didn't lose your glove. <laughs> That's true. As far as baseball stadiums for you to choose to travel halfway across the country for the shop is not, is not it. It's not it. But the Rays, despite being a small market team, are very, very good. They have most of the pieces of their World Series team returning from last year. Randy Rosarena still has rookie status and is is going to be a contender for Rookie of the Year. And it, it, assuming he's as good as he was last year, I think this team is going to be better than expected. I also love to fade the Yankees, so I want to fade the Yankees and think that they're going to be worse this year than people give them uh, credit for. And the Yankees do have a history of underperforming when they have really great teams. Uh, you know, with huge payrolls, and they don't show up the way that they're supposed to. So I'm taking the Rays over 85 and a half wins. Love it, love it, guys. I got something real quick, Dangles. You said you like the Braves. I'm going to challenge you, I think, to another beer bet because do you know the Ooh. Mets? We've seen this before in sports. We 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 saw Jerry Jones come up with the Cowboys. We've seen Mark Cuban, and we've seen Steve Ballmer. You know, in the NBA, kind of make waves. I think Steve Cohen from the Mets is this next generation of owner that's hands-on interactive with the fans. And this guy is so fucking wealthy. His art collection is worth more than some MLB managers net worth. I think he's sparing zero expense at this team to try to compete this Mm -hmm. year. And when, when I look at the Mets to win the division, to win the NL East at plus plus one forty, and to have a better record than the Braves at minus one Oh four, I'm very tempted by that. I think the Mets are here to stay. I think Steve Cohen at the trade deadline is going to be one of the biggest buyers in the market. And I think he wants to win now. Give me the Mets to win the NL East plus 140. And Dangles, consider it a beer bet. Mets to have more wins wow. than the Braves. That's, that, that's a couple of beers for 
the sharp and the dangles. Uh, I honestly think I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be winning. I'm gonna be winning a couple of beers here. Before we end the show, I have my two AL futures. My first one, Dangles touched on already. As much as I hate the Red Sox for t- uh, trading away Mookie Betts, their best prospect, their best homegrown talent, the best player I've ever seen wear that uniform, traded him away for peanut. Didn't he? Just, I, I cannot get angry about this again. Mookie Betts is no longer on the Red Sox. It's made me hate the Red Sox. I still think Alex Cora coming back and that pitching being better and JD Martinez finding his swing again there's no chance they're going to be an under 500 team the Red Sox over 80 and a half wins I just think is a lock I don't think they're going to be competing for anything but I think they're not going to be sub 500 over 80 and a half for the Red Sox is my first lock my second future is my favorite bet on the whole card I can't believe this is a bet that I could make but Drew you know this man well Dangles you know this man well did you guys know Tony La is 77 years old Yes. I knew he was old. I didn't know the number, but I knew he was up there. He was born during World War fucking two. <laughs> and he is expected to manage over 160 games in the year of our Lord 2021 with COVID popping off and fans coming back. And these players, you know, they, oh, they have they have headphones on. They don't listen to me like they used to. This 77 year old man is expected to make the playoffs with this team. I don't care how good the White Sox are. I don't care how good the pitching staff is. I don't care how young the roster is. I don't care. How- they're the favorites too. They're the they're the odds on favorites. It's wild to me that they're that, that the twins have won back to back and Tony LaRusa is the panacea. I don't see it either. I am taking the White Sox to miss the playoffs at plus 200. Those twins are going to win the division. Wow. The uh, the the Yankees and Rays are going to be two of the playoff teams. And I just need one other wild card team to beat out the White Sox. And I do not believe in 77 year old Tony LaRusa to deal with what 2021 is going to bring to his table. I this see this to me is Bobby Valentine in Boston once again. It's all over for Larusa. Go back we to don't retirement. Talk about, we don't talk about 2012 here. Enjoy yourself. See you later Tony. It's a young man's game now. Goodbye. Good night. Good luck. And Tony, amazing reference to Asian baseball because also, you know, the day Sister Jean was born on August 21st, 1999, Babe Ruth tripled and drove in two in runs. 1909? Batting cleanup for the Red Sox. True story for the Red Sox. Good night, Tony LaRusso. Sister Jean was born when Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox. That's just a fun fact on the West Coast Gamblers. Thing. Tony LaRusso was born during World War II. He's not making the playoffs in 2021. It's over. I agree. It's over, Chicago White Sox fans. I'm sorry, Alana. That's it. For the MLB Futures Podcast, it's opening day. Time to crack open a beer, have a hot dog, enjoy yourself. Go get your old glove if you fucking have it still, and go play catch in the yard and enjoy yourself. A big week for the West Coast Gamblers this week. Coming Friday, we have a Final Four show that's coming out, so you get to listen to me lose more college basketball bets. But that's all we have for the MLB show. Thank you to Alan Austin for joining us. We are the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and we are determined to make you money. So again, thank you for listening. Coming for the bag. Girl, see to the G, West Coast gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast facts in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, 
we coming for the Sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he got it. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. Dub C to the G. West Coast Gamblers. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.